Jeffrey Epstein is accused of running an underage sex trafficking ring. He's a hedge fund manager who has powerful political connections that include former President Clinton. Epstein is already a registered sex offender, pleading guilty back in 2008 to charges of soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. Who's the cockroach? Oh, well, this is Maria Farmer's uh, latest. You know what it is. <laughs> this is Dershowitz, obviously. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to um, put this up to the camera for a second. I thought Maria I changed Farmer, the mood. Maria I mean, Farmer it's was... very serious with the Nygaard, and we've done two interviews on that, too. But I was going to open with a joke. But uh, so this is how you deal with these people. So Maria Farmer has just nailed it. And look, look, can you read that sign? Is this, is that, people, I don't know if that's, people. Here, I'll just, it, it says penal ligament true to scale. And you got to really zoom in to see that. Penal <laughs> ligament true to scale. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I only I sleep with my wife. Um, <laughs> oh, she's been just cranking out dank art. It's awesome. Um, bless her. If she's watching, I have, uh, I've got a map I'd love for her to paint or, you know, throw some heads on. I think it'd be great. Um, but yeah, it's, I was going to do something more lighthearted. So that, I think that's great. Durstwich has a cockroach. And then you can see where it's got Sarah and Virginia on the legs. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> dark humor is how you, how you deal with this. I sent that to Norman Finkelstein too, because he and Dershowitz are hate each other. So yeah. <laughs> and if people, if people are on Twitter at Maria Farmer, um, we usually have the link in the description box. I'll, I'll get it in there, but she has been tweeting her art recently. She was had some downtime, but now she's back getting active again. So you know, she's fighting uh, cancer. So yeah, yeah. Power, power to her as well. She's she's done so well, and her and Virginia and the, the, going through the cancer, man. I can't imagine going through everything that they've been through. I hope they watch these and and, and see what we've got. Uh, so I don't remember what we left off on last time, but we left off on Epstein enablers on the Epstein map. Oh, this, oh, the, the, I'm glad, cheap plug, <laughs> the Epstein map. Yes, uh, that map is would be hours and hours to go through. I think I'd gone through sort of uh, the John Kasich and John McCain connections with Weaver and the Lincoln Project. We went through OSU, Abigail Wexter, and a bunch of foundations where they're doing money laundering. And we were touching on the Keaton Five, SNL scandal. All right, it's coming back to me. I got it now. But um, I just want to pull something up from the calendar. We have a nice calendar, Japanese models here. And because the other day, it was just the 22nd, which is 322, special number for these weirdos. But that happened to be the same day that Moshe Katsev was arrested or sentenced for two counts of rape. And that was the president, the eighth president of Israel. And he 
he was slapped with both rape and sexual harassment. He was entered into a plea bargain. And then for some reason, because he thought he could beat it, he withdrew. Uh, and he was found guilty. And he did go to jail. He served five years out of seven. Apparently, if you're a president, you only get five years for two counts of rape. But he did go to prison. And he, he served under three different prime ministers, Ahud Barak, Ahud Omar, and Ariel Sharon. And I know you recognize two of those names for being, for being in, well, I say the Maxwell book, but we could say Epstein's little black book, but I'm, I'm kind of suspicious that that was actually hers rather than his, but either way, doesn't matter. <laughs> he shouldn't be in there. <laughs> yeah. Who was it that told us that, that he brought the money and she brought the connections. It's her so most most too, of the connections were hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Andrew's in there so many times. He is the Kevin Bacon of pedophiles. And uh, that's actually a quote on on this calendar. Is um, <laughs> I think it's July. It says Prince Andrew is the Kevin Bacon of pedophiles. <laughs> but he People, knew Nygaard, too, that we, you, if, who you were just talking about. If you, you want to get one of Ryan's maps, he is... He will take a donation for a map, I believe, because he says he didn't want just people to give him money. He wants to give them something back. I don't mind um, people giving me money, but yeah, if you want to get it, if it's you know above a certain amount, we'll send you a map, and doesn't matter where you are in the world. And we have a promo code, Patrick, since it's also the month for St. Patrick, and that'll get you a little bit off. So maps, calendars, whatever you want to buy. I'd rather you get something... This whole calendar is is like a this day in history type of thing, except we tell the truth. So it's got everything from like, you know, these pedophile rings to the civil wars on this calendar. A lot of things, the neocons, 9-11, all that's on there. People are always asking for that. Um, I'm actually a historian more than a researcher. I do a lot of work on the American Civil War, Revolutionary War things. So it's all on there, maps on there. And we need it because I've been censored on everything. I lost my YouTube for I have 15 years and I five-time champion getting banned there. Can't get it back. I was just kicked off of Facebook two days ago. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the race of holics went after me because um, unfortunately there was a shooting in the U S this guy went and shot um, a bunch of uh, massage workers. And of course uh, the, the raceaholics made it all about race because the shooter was white and most of the victims were Asian. So I just didn't see, I was like, isn't the murder the issue here more than, you know, the ethnic group of the perpetrator or whatever. So I pointed out when an Asian guy in Virginia Tech shot about 25 white people, nobody in the media made it about race. It was about a lunatic, which is what it was about. And I just, I hate it because they're creating a panic. They're trying to make people afraid like there's systemic racism everywhere and you can't go outside and it's just nonsense. You're safe. There is not a, you know, a, a pandemic against the Asian race by the white race. I mean, that's ridiculous. It was an isolated incident by one maniac that went and shot people because he was a sex addict. So he attacked sex workers. Mm. That's all it was. And, but, you know, truth is against the community standards on Facebook. So got banned for that, but. And we'll, we'll put Ryan's links in the description box below the video if you do want the map or if you want to go down and support him on whatever socials he has left, <laughs> which aren't yeah, very lots, many. Lots of little maps. This is, uh, ANC this is the new one on McCain, right? This is nice, clean one there. And this one is on the Biden crime syndicate. 
Uh, and these are all free. These little maps are just on the website because I think visuals, a lot of people are visual learners and these will really help you get your head around it. Some people ask me, how do you know all those dates and names and things? And well, I know the Epstein names and dates because I've been researching it now 14 years, but it does help to have something to look at. Even I've discovered stuff on my own map, a little aha moment going, oh, it was right in front of me. There it is. So it's a nice one to have. And that that helps me, my family, my employees. I really had the rug pulled out from under me with uh, losing YouTube. It's because um, I'd already been banned on Twitter and everything else, Instagram. I'm not allowed on anything. And uh, because I have a dedicated group of haters that just go after me. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm opposed to war and I'm opposed to racism and I'm opposed to pedophilia. So obviously I'm a terrible person. But uh, that's what they do. They do not. We're messing with billionaires here. And I, I'll name them. I don't say vague stuff like the globalist or the elite or whatever. I tell you their name, their company, what they did. And you get flack when you're over the target. So I really appreciate you allowing me on your show and, and risking it all. Because you know what I'm going to do. You know I'm going to name everybody. So. <laughs> so you're saying you're not, you're not proud of the Western countries the richest countries in the world bombing the shit out of the poorest countries in the world and calling all the murder collateral damage well it's also it relates to these pedophile rings too because when you uh for example some of the things that epstein and maxwell were doing that's uh, i don't know it's not brushed under the rug but because of the huge white collar crimes and all the pedophilia they often forget about how they were uh, bribing different African despots and dictators. That's what uh, Patrick Ho got jailed for at MCC with Epstein. They were together um, because a couple of them turned them down. But they, you know, what happens is when you export bombs, as they did in Libya, as they're doing in Syria, and also all these intentionally uh structure designed to wipe out economies predatory loans transfer pricing and so on you're creating conditions of workers starve in places like sudan and yemen and what happens is men turn to mercenary work and women turn to prostitution because it's you got to do what you got to do to survive and so these wars in on top of obviously all the math if you're interested in the epstein case i take a much deeper dive in my books which are available worldwide than amazon We've got Who Killed Epstein, Prince Andrew or Bill Clinton. Virginia Gaffrey alleged that Epstein ordered her to have sex with Prince Andrew three times, including an orgy on the Pedo Island, which included underage European girls. On the Lolita Express, Bill Clinton was photographed with Epstein's sex slaves. After Epstein was suicided, both men denied any knowledge of his crimes. This book examines the roles of Epstein and his accomplices in the Honey Trap operation, and the likelihood of a royal prince or an ex-president being co-conspirators in his assassination. That's who killed Epstein. Then I've got elite predators from Jimmy Savile and Lord Mountbatten to Jeffrey Epstein and Galen Maxwell. In 2022, Galen Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison after she had procured teenage girls for Epstein and his predator pals. The connections included the most powerful people in the world, ranging from royal family members such as Prince Andrew to former presidents, including Bill Clinton. While the mainstream media protects the innermost circles of the establishment, this book reveals the harrowing truth of elite child molesters. 
and the calculated methods they employ to conceal the horrific activities, which often span decades. And then more recently, I've released Untouchable Jimmy Savile. Savile was a practicing Catholic who raped young boys and girls and had sex with corpses. He was a God-fearing believer who participated in satanic rituals. He was an unprecedentedly generous charity fundraiser who was too tight to buy his own meals. He was a friend of princes and dukes who ate bacon sandwiches at his local Greasy Spoon. He was a peace activist who tied up troublemakers in his nightclubs and had them brutally beaten. He was a furry godfather who hated children. Untouchable Jimmy Savile demolishes the mainstream media narratives portrayed in Netflix's and the BBC's documentary. And we show that Savile's behavior was enabled by the most powerful members of the establishment for whom he was a fixer and a procurer. So these three books are available worldwide on Amazon, paperback, ebook, audiobook. They've got hundreds of five-star reviews. Check them out. That's murder and uh, theft of property and, and maiming is also creating conditions for uh, human trafficking. And that's the breeding ground for these pedophile rings. Oh, it, there's a tsunami or in Haiti, then we're gonna go grab a bunch of kids. Oh, there's a, an ongoing war in the Congo or in Sudan, then we're gonna go grab a bunch of kids. And I'm and gonna get caught grabbing kids coming out of Haiti and I'm worked for the Clintons. Oh well, yes. There's a there's a nice book about that. You may have heard of it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> speaking of Clintons, <laughs> there's not a name you can't say that we can't segue to. But you know, I opened this up talking about Moshe Katsev. Now, I think it was good on Israel, and you won't hear me say this much uh, that they actually convicted him and threw him in prison. You know, he was he did rape a woman twice in 1998. It did take almost eight years. And then he was sexually harassing his own employees, much like uh, Michael Steinhardt and others on the map. But he was Do you, know you know the circumstances of that assault? The assault or the rape? I'm just, I'm just, euph I'm just euphemizing. Different. I'm euphemizing with assault to try and oh, keep, well, yeah. oh, I get keep it. Yes, YouTube a bit yes. happier. Well, there was, <laughs> there was actually an assault too. Oh, like, there was? Uh, okay. There was actually like this kind of assault. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was um, it was a woman that uh, he abused. I forgot we're on YouTube. He abused in a hotel in Jerusalem for an event. He used to be the transportation secretary before he was the president. And he had also abused her in uh, in her own office. Mm. So at two different occasions, he he did that and other women. Uh, you know, brought it up, but the, the conviction was on the one that he did it to twice. And then uh, on top of that, there were some other lesser sexual harassments and abuse on China. Sanitize my language is hard. <laughs> but yeah, he, they nailed him. And, you know, he went to prison. It was a, there was a funny moment because there was a there's a Jewish holiday where they actually allowed um, uh, Ehud Omar and Moshe Katsev and Rabbi Yoshi Yahu Pinto, who we talked about before, all got out of the same jail on the same day for three days of like supervised, you know, holiday. <laughs> and it's like you got a former prime minister and a president and a very prominent rabbi all in jail. Omar went to jail for fraud, though, not for pedophilia. And the rabbi also went to jail for 
obstruction of justice, fraud, bribery, you know, the classics. And Netanyahu's in trouble for that too. And, uh, but these three prime ministers all had uh, Moshe Katsev as their president. He was president from 2000 to 2007. And so he just barely missed uh, Netanyahu by months uh, if he could have stayed in there longer. But, you know, they're in, all in Maxwell's books and Ahud Barak, who was just a butcher, by the way, like aside from the Epstein and Mark Rich and all the things that he's involved in there, just what he did to Palestine and Lebanon is disgusting on its own. But to add a little cherry onto that, he was in the Black Book and he was pictured outside of the main, we'll call it abuse mansion that Epstein lived in in New York with his stupid fuzzy hat and all that. And he also admitted that he had gone to Pato Island, but he said, oh, I went there once and I had my wife and kids with me. Like that matters. Um, <laughs> what, what are you doing there, dude? You're the prime minister of his state and you're just, oh, I'm just gonna go to this random private island of Jeffrey Epstein for what, right? He did business with him after Epstein had been jailed the first time. So you knew he was raping kids and he went into a business venture with him anyway with a reporty slash carbine. He had a an Israeli company called Sum, S-U-M, uh, E-B. And that's where he they funneled money through that into reporty to buy it, which is a media outfit. So he, in the but on top of all that, uh, he was witnessed by neighbors going to because Epstein had more than just his regular rape mansion across from Bill Cosby. He had other properties where a lot of these things went on. They're all and a lot of them he got from his brother. Mark Epstein was the realtor for some of these things. That doesn't mean he knew what was happening in them. But, you know, I'm just saying that's where a lot of the groomers were housed and stuff. But there's a certain maybe you heard of it, uh, you know, floor 14 hotel where Barack had been witnessed dozens of times on that Epstein property. And there's only one thing that ever went on there. And the guy's such a fool because he's got all the security detail with him everywhere he goes. So it's not hard to know when he's in town and what he's doing, but these aren't the brightest people. I mean, that's, uh, that's been proven. These are the kind of people that wrap their phones in tinfoil. <laughs> it's, I mean, this is what you're dealing with, you know, Ahud Barak was also, I know I pronounced that with a T, but their T and K is kind of similar, but we'd say Barack, I guess, kind of like, it sounds like Barack, like Barack Obama, but Ahud Barak. He personally wrote a letter to Bill Clinton to get Mark Rich uh, a pardon, which Clinton did end up doing his last day in office. And Mark Rich, uh, who we talked about back in 2019 or whatever, but he was a, a, well, legally, he was a commodities trader. He owned Glencore, uh, which pilfered money from countries like Zambia and copper mining. And he was on Interpol's most wanted list for like a decade. He, he was a fugitive until Clinton gave him the pardon uh, for tax evasion and for illegally trading with Iran during the embargo, um, selling weapons to South Africa, all kinds of things like the guy is a real Boris Berezovsky mafioso type of dude. Boris, by the way, um, his death anniversary was yesterday. So that's another one to celebrate. But Clinton gives him the pardon. And then Mark Rich's wife finances Hillary's campaign. 
when she was becoming a senator, uh, which was successful. Funny that she did that in New York of all places, right? Like uh, that's not where she's from. And they had lived in Arkansas in the intermediary, but she runs in New York because that's where most of their criminal friends were. But uh, I heard Barack is writing that and Clinton did it. And he wasn't the only one to, um, to pressure him to do this. But I should point out one more thing about Rich. His lawyer was Louis Libby, who's a lawyer for the Mossad, who is also Dick Cheney's chief of staff. And his real name is Louis Leibowitz, and he's involved with the Plame Affair. George Bush, the lesser, commuted his sentence, and then Donald Trump gave him the full pardon. And Mark Rich has, had admitted before he died that he personally financed Mossad operations. And if the Mossad is getting operation financed by a private billionaire, you know what that means. Like it was so bad, whatever they're doing, that even the Knesset wouldn't sign off on it. Like even the Israeli government was like, we can't officially know about this. You know, they didn't care, but they're like, we're, we're not touching that. So they did it through Mark Rich. I mean, this guy is the, a criminal criminal and Clinton just gave him a pardon and he gave his business partner a pardon too, Pincus Green, who is, you know, Mark Rich Jr. basically. And he's still alive and still at large. Uh, and they worked with Russian oligarchs and all this, you know, worldwide criminal enterprises. And on the map, I put a couple, I put a couple organizations on there that I'm not even going to say on YouTube but you can just type that in and, and, and bring a barf bag with you because it's human trafficking, it's organ trafficking, it's all the, yeah, the worst things you can imagine. And, and Pincus is not even, not even charged with anything anymore. And that's, that's the power of a presidential pardon. It's like, it doesn't matter what you did for how many decades, how many people you hurt and abused, you're pardoned now. And they just bought one. And this is one of the things I believe because uh, everybody knows that Bill Clinton was on the Epstein Islands. Well, what is it exactly that he was blackmailed to do? Like, oh, they're blackmailing Clinton. Well, you can't just generally say, well, it's for favorable policies for Israel or whatever, because every president does that anyway. Uh, what specifically like really crossed the line? Well, pardoning Rich was one. The other two things were choosing James Woolsey and George Tenet to be the head directors of the CIA. Because the Woolsey one never made any sense. Clinton hated him. Didn't talk to him the whole two years he was there. Wouldn't have meetings with him. He just did it because he had to do it. And that's the guy that started the uh, the lie about anthrax and Iraq and associating Iraq to 9-11. And I won't, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, I can go on 9-11, but we'll just leave that on the side. But that's the guy. And that's what was very important to them and what what they were pushing Clinton into doing. So I think it's very important to know not only who's being blackmailed, but okay, what did what is it they needed him to do? And clearly something was twisting his arm to get him to hire Woolsey. And then we know Lewinsky was in there as well, another honey trap. So Clinton was blackmailed six ways to Sunday. And they knew that. They knew that before before he was governor. They knew what an easy target he was. They knew what his, his weak point was. And so they got him. And, uh, you know. And they got his wife. <laughs> she got money from Nexium. And you'd think she ran for president twice. That never came up. Her work, you know, the bestiality in Haiti and all the Clinton murders and, you know, the Nexium cult giving her money. Why? 
why was this hidden? Right. You could the media could trash her. They could have trashed Trump on, on as much as the media hated Trump. All right. But they didn't bring up his past with Bob Labuti and the mob or any of that stuff. They just, it was all ridiculous identity politics and things right? they don't inform you because there's no way to tell on him for that without telling on themselves at the same time. And there's no way to go after Clinton without also exposing themselves at the same time. So both parties cannot say anything about the other because it's like, well, you're coming with me, right? That's how tight the system is and how sick and deep it goes. It goes all the way to the top. So it's not just uh, the Israeli prime ministers and presidents. It's American presidents and congressmen and speakers of the House uh, currently. That's how far it goes down that rabbit hole. So I'm just going to pause Ryan here. <laughs> Ryan goes deep. He is so thorough. I've been going over some of the previous interviews I've done with Ryan for um, my book on Epstein. And it's just reading it without actually interviewing, just reading it and just absorbing what he's saying. My mind's just been blown all over again. So what we're going to do is now the first hour on YouTube is over. I'm going to tell Ryan the next question I'm going to ask for him. So he's got time to think about it because we're going to pick up on Patreon in about five minutes or so. So my next question for Ryan is going to be regarding the Clinton and commodities then. Hillary Clinton made a $2,000 investment within a very short period of time. It was worth six figures. So I'm going to ask for Ryan's perspective on that when we go over to Patreon. And if you are going to support us and go over to Patreon, the link is in the description box below the video. I'm going to ask the moderators to put the link in the live chat right now. If you go for Patreon two or three, you will get full access every week for hour two, hour three of Atwood Unleashed, as well as other perks, which you could check out when you click that link. So these videos, the Atwood Unleashed, to have you know six to eight guests per evening, um, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people involved putting this together. So a huge thank you. Uh, the Patreons are almost at 500 right now. It's, it's grown at a record amount. Huge thank you for you guys enabling us to keep this quality content coming out every week. And, and of course, you know what we can put back on YouTube, we will. Um, so those links are down there. We're going to sign out now. Thanks again, Ryan, for coming on. We urge people to support you as well and your links and get the map. My map was given to the framer just before the pandemic. It's still there. Um, hopefully I'll get that back soon because the lockdown is finally easing here in the UK for wave two, at least. I hope so. That's, that's something I'd talk about too, but you can't talk about the, uh, the virus on, on here. No, let's just not, not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I've got some exciting news to announce. Michael Francis is coming back to tour the UK in 2024. The remade mentor, the Michael Francis story. Michael Francis, once named one of the 50 most significant mob bosses in the USA by Fortune magazine, and a former member of the notorious Colombo crime family, will take you deep into the world of organized crime, sharing captivating tales and insights into the mafia's past present and future join us for an unforgettable evening with michael francis the original goodfella as he exclusively sits down with myself sean atwood with me as the host there's going to be a no holes barred exploration of michael francis's life 
including his numerous arrests and jury trials that ultimately led to his pleading guilty to a federal racketeering charge, a 10-year prison sentence, and $15 million in restitution. You will have the unique opportunity to ask questions during an audience Q&A session, making this event a must-see for true crime enthusiasts and anyone curious about the underworld. Don't miss this explosive In Conversation with Michael Francis, live on stage in the UK. This exclusive in-person event will be held in various locations in the UK, Ireland and Scotland. Link in the description box below this video if you want to grab yourself a ticket. Back to the podcast. Cheers.